God. Praise God, church. All right, we're going to do it again. Praise God, church. Amen. Um, while we're standing, let's turn our Bibles to Philippians 4, verse 8. Um, I, I want us to read the scripture together. Standing, we'll read verse 8, we'll read verse 9, and then we we'll just go into the word of God. Praise God. Amen. How many of us are excited to be in church? If you are excited, shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, it's important that you prepare your mind for church. And when you come to church, you should be prepared to pray. You should be prepared to hear God's word being taught. You should expect that the ministry of uh, the gifts of the Spirit will be made manifest. You should be expect that you have fellowship with the Father and with the brethren. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the church is not a social gathering. You know, there are things you should expect from every church service. There are things you should expect when you come together, you know, in the place of fellowship. If you go to a political meeting, for instance, you should expect that they talk about politics, how to win elections. If you go for a business conference, you should expect that they will teach you um, basic principles in entrepreneurship. They will talk about things like um, uh, traction, how you could build traction for your business. They will talk about how you need to raise capital. They will teach you how to raise capital. Those are basic stuff they teach there. If you go for a career seminar, you 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 apply to be taking a career, a career course, for instance. Maybe there's a professional who's teaching it on LinkedIn or on any of the social media platform, or there's a webinar. You know, you expect that they will teach you. In fact, most basically, they will always talk about the CV. Right, how you have to have a good CV. I have to do this. I have to do that. Right, I have to know how to um, um, target your CV to fit the job you are applying for. Right, when you come to church, you should be ready to be taught God's word. You should be ready to discover who God is. Hallelujah, glory to God. You know, one preacher years back. Um, he said this in the church I was attending in Enugu and it has never left me. He said, you would never know who you are until you know whom you are. You know, you will never discover yourself until you understand the mind of the creator. Right? Why do we, when you get a new product that has never been used, we check the manual. Why? Because we want to understand the mind of the manufacturer, the mind of the inventor for that particular what, product so that we can maximize that product. You know, my younger sister bought a phone a while back. It's a Samsung phone. And she was saying, how do you screenshots that it's not working because she has never used a Samsung phone, right? The other phones she used were not Samsung. And I said, well, I don't know. Try the way I do mine. She said, it's still not working. I said, okay, Google it. And she checked it. And of course, she saw the mind of Samsung on how the screenshots on that particular phone. She just checked out a screenshot on the A12, whatever it's called, you know. And then she was able to begin to use that particular word, future, in that phone. You know, you see, as believers, there are so many things that you can do. There are so many things that God has put in you. There's so many abilities that God has released for the believer. But until the believer discovers it, he will continue to struggle. You know, she was struggling on how to screenshot. <laughs> Praise God. And you know, that's how many of us live our lives. Because we have not discovered yet 
that God's will for that particular situation. You see, when you are going through an, a challenge, you are going through an issue, you know what you do? You go back to God's word. You go to the place of prayer and discover God's will for your life regarding that issue, regarding that season. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's read uh, why standing. I'm, I'm sorry for keeping you guys standing. Let's um, read this scripture together. Yeah. Philippians 4 verse 8. Alright, are we ready to read? If you are with your Bible, shout hallelujah. If you are with your notepad, shout hallelujah. If you are with your pen, shout a louder hallelujah. Amen. Let's go. One, two, go. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Look at what verse 9 says. Let's go together. Those things which we have both heard and have received and have held and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Shout hallelujah. Let's be seated. Father, we thank you for another time to. Um, be taught of your word. You know, you know when we come, Lord, we are not coming to hear ourselves. We are coming to hear you speak and be taught um, by you and to discover all that is available for us for the believe, as the believers and to be taught the doctrines of Christ. Father, we ask that our hearts are saturated you know, by your word. We ask that the hearts of understanding is enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of the calling, what is the rich and the glorious inheritance that is for us, and we know the power of God at work in us. We pray that uh, you will grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of understanding really will be enlightened in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, from the scripture we just read, you know, you realize that uh, Paul was teaching the church that it is not everything you commit your your time to, right? It's not everything you you consume. Just the way um, nowadays, people who are food scientists, people who are health doctors, whatever they call themselves, right? Those um, that talk about um, um, foods that are not um, genetically modified. The fact that you to eat, you know, good food. You know, the vegetable you don't use fertilizers when you are. You know those guys, right? We talk about all of these stuffs, and you see the emphasis is on you should not eat every food that comes your way. You must be able to understand the source of this food that you are being fed with, right? You know, they do a lot of campaigns in the U.S. And you see, organic foods are actually more expensive in the market. And people decide and say, okay, I'm going to commit myself to eating organic food. You know, I will pay the premium to ensure that what I eat is quality food. And it does not affect me, does not affect my body system. And you see, in the church, what we are supposed to be fed with is what? The word of God. Hallelujah. The doctrine of Christ, not the doctrine of a church. Not the doctrine of a man. Not the, the doctrine of a man who lived 200 years ago. And when he was on earth, his ministry was solid. Yes. We can learn from those men. We can learn how they pray, how they commit to a lot of things. But you see, we don't come to teach experiences of men. We come to teach what? Christ. We come to teach what? We come to teach what? And 
we learn what? Christ. Praise the Lord. So you see, even in this season, I want to encourage you as we're going to God's word, let your focus be Christ. You know, <laughs> he says, whatsoever things are true, is the word of God true? Okay, is the words, <laughs> is Christ true? <laughs> Praise God. Whatsoever things are honest, is the word of God honest? Whatsoever things are just, is the word of God just? Is God just? God is a just God, hallelujah. Whatsoever things are pure, hallelujah. Where will you find purity outside God? Nowhere, hallelujah. You see, in all of these that Paul said, you know, it takes you back to the word of God. It takes you back to that place where you study God's word for yourself and you grow by God's word. Praise God. You see, in this season and in this time, you know, we must give more time to studying God's word. We must give more time, you know. <laughs> I Sometimes I just feel like... Um, I do it anyway, but I don't do it many, many times. You know, sometimes I just mute some people's status. Yeah. They share a lot of ideas. A lot of ideas. And, you know, you go through those ideas. You read those stuff. You know, especially relationship nowadays. You know, a lot of ideas about relationship, about success, about a lot of things. You know, and these guys have almost turned to our professors. Right. And people who do not know God's word, they give us the principle for living. And you know, that's flawed, right? That's flawed. You know, a polytechnic cannot give you the standards of how to go to school if you are in university. You cannot use a polytechnic standard to run your university life. Well, <laughs> the standard that the word gives us is not even anything to write to me about. Right? So, we focus more on God's word. So, we are thinking about relationship. Where does your thoughts come from? They should come from God's word. When you are posting a status, please, remember that believers are, are also checking what you are posting. And ensure that it is in alignment with the word of God. When you buy into an idea, you know, the book of Isaiah 55 talks about the fact that, you know, Isaiah was saying, you know, he said, come, and buy, you know, come and buy me, come and buy meat. You say, why are you, why are you say it's for free, actually. So why are you pursuing the things that are worthless? Why are you chasing the things that do not count? Why do you give your time to the things that do not have internal value? Praise God. You know, you see people, they run around cycles because they have left the most important things and they are chasing shadows. You know, when you chase shadows, you end up with nothing. You know, when you go for the substance, you know, your life will be enriched. You know, the substance is the word of God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the substance of life, the substance for life, the substance for living is the word of God. You know, you can read uh, John, uh, Joshua 1 verse 8. says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You know, nowadays we say the word of God does do not depart from your mouth. You know, you meditate. In it, day and night. Hallelujah. Saying that, you make your way what? Prosperous. Hallelujah. You see, God's word has prosperity in it. And you know, when God enriches you, it's not, it doesn't just end with having money in your pockets. You have peace of mind to spend your money. And you have wisdom to spend the money rightly. You have good health. Hallelujah. You know how good it is to have good health? Has anybody ever been sick here before? 
and money is useless and food is useless. You see, God gives you a full package. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You know, so in the last couple of um, weeks, we have been talking on the local church and you. Praise God. So we did part one, part two, part three, and we are in part four. And I think this is going to be the last um, session we will be having. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The local church and you. I'm going to do a bit of recap. And sometimes you may ask, why are we, you know, staying on this? Let's go into new things. Let's talk about a lot of things. Yeah, it's true. But why do you go to, when you read your textbook, and after you read it, you go and read it again. And the day of, the night before exam, you read it again. And a few minutes to exam. That same thing you have read like five times. You go and read it again. Right? It is so that it becomes a part of you. So that when the time for, for instance, the exam comes, right? And you are able to what? Comprehend. Um, you have already comprehended what is said about that particular subject you are learning. And you can what? You know, pass that knowledge. You know, you know, write it down and you know, prove that yes, I am equipped enough um, in this particular subject. Praise God. So I'm going to do a bit of a crap. All right. So I'll be talking about the church, and one of the um, things that was said was that the church is the body of Christ. You know, we stated that the church was uh, Christ is the head of the church. Right. We know that Christ is the head of the church. Ephesians 1:22. Um, 23, uh, the church is, you know, the body of believers. The body of believers. We learn that the church of Christ was built on Christ and that, you know, Christ is the head of the church and Christ is the foundation upon which the church is established. All right? Praise God. You know, we read in Matthew 16, 13 to 18 where Paul was, um, Jesus was asking, what do, who do people say I am? And um, they were calling a lot of things. And he asked, who do you say I am? And he said, and Paul Peter said, that um, Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, um, that Peter, uh, rock, and upon this rock, will build, I'll build my church. And the gates of flesh shall not prevail. I know there's a misconception that uh, it is Peter that it was referring to. Actually, if you check in the Greek uh, the, Greek, uh, the Greek meaning for those two words, you know, when he talked about Peter, I was talking about Petros, and it meant a, you know, it's a little piece of rock, right? A piece of rock. And then there's Petra. That was what Jesus was saying, upon this rock. One of us remember when Jesus was, they were showing Jesus the temple, and they said, uh, Master, see these greats, see the magnificence of this temple. And he said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up again. You know, what Jesus was doing was, he was using the same term to refer to himself. Right? And that was what was happening at that time. Jesus was referring to himself as the rock. Right? Upon this rock, upon the knowledge of who I am, upon the reality of who I am, you know, the church of God will be established. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bibles quickly to um, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 11. Let's just check that particular scripture. And then, um, like I said, we're just going through what we have learned before. Like you do when it's close to examination. And you want to remember or 
go through what you have been taught before. Okay, verse 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is what? Jesus Christ. So you see, Jesus Christ is the center of the church. Jesus Christ is, the church was established not on a man, any man. It was the man Christ, right? The son of God, God himself, you know. God will not build a church and put it on one man. You know, it had to be God. Praise the Lord. Because in man, it will what? It will expire. Yeah, there's nothing, you know, um, there's always an end to all that man can do. But if you are thinking about that which is everlasting, you know, and the church of God is everlasting, the body of Christ will reign with God forever. Hallelujah. The saints, you know, who are now part of the body of Christ because they gave their life to Christ, will reign with Christ for what? Forever. Praise God. Praise God. You know, uh, Isaiah 28 verse 11 also prophesied about Christ being, you know, the stone, you know, upon which if anybody <laughs> begins to do any harm, you know, it will be crushed by that stone. Praise the Lord. The church in Greek is ecclesia, which, ecclesia, which means called out once. Hallelujah. Those were some of the things pastor told us, right? So I'm not telling you anything new. It was what he said. You know, of course, you can find that in the scriptures. If you look at Colossians 1.13, talks about that. Um, he delivered us out of the kingdom of what? Darkness. And translated us into the kingdom of his dear sons. You know, First Peter 2, you look 9 verse 11, talks about why a choosing generation, a royal priesthood, you know, called out once. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We also discuss about the fact that there's a universal church and that every believer is a part of what? The universal church, right? And that is everyone who believes in Christ is a what? Part of the universal church. Pastor said you will not find the word universal church in the Bible, and that's true, right? But then we, it's our way of saying every member, everybody who is a believer in this earth, right, is part of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. You know, you see where the Bible talks about the fact that uh, we, are like, we are like blocks in the temple of God, right? And then we are being built up together as a temple for God. Praise the Lord. And then we talked about the local church. And the local church is, the local church is where you are now, right? This is the local church where you have believers in the same ge- geographical location, you know, coming together to fellowship. Right? We see where the Bible tells us not to forget the assembly of what? The believers, yes, of the brethren. You know, so the church, uh, the local church is designed to cater for what? The believers. Now you see, God is not a careless God that after he saves a man, he just, you know, you are now saved, you are now a believer. Yes, that's good. Good to know. You know, God doesn't just let you off. He doesn't just let you off. And he keeps you in a system for growth. You know, it's, you know, the Bible talks about the fact that there is joy in heaven for every one who is what? Saved. And you think about the fact that when um, there is a newborn baby, we celebrate, right? We do naming ceremony, we do baby dedication, we celebrate, you know. And then you just say, oh, we have given birth to a child. Glory, glory. We celebrate, we cook rice, we eat. And tell the child, start to enjoy your life. I will start living our life. No, no. It will only be a, uh, only a, a wicked father, a wicked mother will abandon a child 
Yeah, and just, you know, say, okay, so I give birth to him. So what next? Let's go and look for another child. Let's, let's start the, the journey for another child. No, you know, the same thing for us. You see, when, when you were saved, God bring, God, you are now a member of the body of Christ, right? The Bible talks about the fact that we are members of the family of Christ. You know, Ephesians 3, 14 and 15 talks about, you know, God being, you know, our father, upon which the whole family in heaven and on earth is what? Named. All right, praise the Lord. And you see, he brings us into a system, a system for growth, a system where we are nourished, a system where we are taught God's word. Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians 4. We have been on this scripture for um, a lot of time now. Ephesians 4, um, starting from 11. You know, we are, we, are, we are talking about the ministry gift in church um, on Wednesdays. And one of our anchor scriptures has been Ephesians 4, verse 11. says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting, uh, that word there also means for the maturing of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. All right? So you are not a member of the body of Christ. You know, you, are, you still will be edified. So some people wonder, I got saved. So what happened? Um, I gave my life to Christ. I thought everything would change. I thought I would stop smoking. I thought automatically I would just eat to smoke. I would eat to do bad things. I would to, you know, they just expected a total transformation. Automatically. <laughs> you know, yes, you got saved and you are saved, right? You see, Pastor has always said this, and it's one of the things we talk about. You know, your spirit was saved, right? But you see, your flesh and your soul, <laughs> you know, they have been so taught and groomed in this world that they have become accustomed to this world. But you see, we talk about the fact that in Romans 2, um, Romans 2, 1 and 2, talks about, uh, let's go to Romans, let's go, let's go there, Romans um, 12, rather, Romans 12. Romans 12, it says, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is, that which, prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. So you see that when you give your life to Christ, you know, you begin to renew your mind by the word of God. You begin to renew your mind by the teachings you now have to listen to. By the music you now play, you know, your mind has been accustomed to think in a particular way. And the way you think is the way you live. Right? You know, as a man ticket in his heart, so he what? He is, you know. The way we think, the way we, the, the things we have fed our hearts with, that have become part of our subconscious, you know, we have fed the way we end up living our lives. And you see, how do we bring about that transformation? It is that that man will be schooled. You know, he needs to learn. He needs to what? Learn new things. And then there are cases where he needs to relearn. Praise God. So, you got admission into to study law. And they have started calling you doctor. Dr. Chris. Yes, that's great. But you know, you have to learn. You have to what? Learn. You have to what learn so that you can be able to what say 
Indeed, beyond the words, I am now a what? Doctor. You need to go through that school of teaching. So you see, the church of God is God's system of what? Equipping the believer, of causing the believer to mature. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. So you see, we are... um, We have a new stand. We have a new stand. And you see, the church will help you to begin to align to all that God has called you to be, especially for the new believer, you know. And then the church will continue, you know. Pastor talked about some few things, and which we will also just state again, and then we'll go forward. He talked about a few things where he talked about that the church, you know, helps you to become accountable. In the church, you learn service. In the church, you learn dedication. You learn devotion. You learn faithfulness. You learn order. Yes. You learn order. Praise the Lord. You know, we're going to be talking about um, the shepherd and the flock system of the church and how God designed that. You know, hopefully, before, um, I hope we'll be able to talk about that and then we'll, you know, discover how that. It is important that you stay in the place where you can be taught. You stay in the place where you can be what instructed. You stay in the place where you can be what guided. You know, we'll check Psalms um, 23, you know, one to the end, where David was saying that the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall know what. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall know what. So you see that in that particular place there was a shepherd, you know, that guided these guys. That give them direction. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you see that you give your life to Christ does not mean you now begin to live your life anyhow. You know, you must stay in that place where you are being taught God's word. Praise the Lord. So some of the things Pastor also said um, the last time, that was last Sunday, we talked about the fact the purpose of us gathering and the purpose of the church is to glorify God. Ephesians 1, 9 to 12. To weakness to the world. Yes. Mark 16, 15 to 20, uh, manifestation of the gift of the Spirit, you know, for the edifying of the body of Christ. First uh, Corinthians 14, 1 to 3, we talked about that, you know, in the church, we are stirred up, we stir up one another towards love. Hebrew, um, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, Romans 12, verse 10. Building of the saints, all right? So we are built up. Praise the Lord. We are built up. We are built up. Amen. You know, and in the building of the saints was when we talked about doctrine. We talked about the knowledge of God's Son. We learned service, like I said, uh, devotion, commitment, faithfulness. Yes, we learn faithfulness. We learn reverence, reverence of God, reverence uh, of his name, reverence of the body of Christ. Reverence of God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, so let's go on. Um, so we're going to be talking um, on some few other uh, points here as we um, wrap up these teachings. Now, we're going to be talking about, first off, the types of the believers you can find in the local church. And this is critical because... At a point, we almost all, I, uh, we almost all go through this particular process. Praise God, 
And you see, there were the times in the church where people had to hold your hands to encourage you to pray. It was probably also possible for me. I remember when I entered school, my year one, how that they would, you know, call me to come to church. Yes, you know, they would visit me. They would, you know, on Saturday night, they would come to the hostel and say, Emeka, hope you will come to church. Yes, you know, come to fellowship, you know. So we all, uh, we get to see a lot of those faces in the local church. Now, in the local church, you will see baby Christians, people who just give their life to Christ, people who are not yet um, grounded in the word of God. They just came in. Right, and there are some things you will see in their lives. Maybe um, they still struggle with a lot of stuff uh, from where they were coming from. You see, um, the church system is built towards equip those people. The church system is built towards, you know, cause and initiate growth in them. So they are taught God's word. They are instructed in God's word. You know, they are taken through the process of growth. They can even be held. You know, you hold them, you know, to learn, you know, the things that pertains to God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's look at um, Hebrews 5 verse 13. Hebrews 5 verse 13. Glory to God. That they shout hallelujah. Okay, Hebrews 5, verse 13. Okay, let's read. For everyone that uses meek is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. Alright, so you see, um, there is the babe in the church. There are those who are not yet skillful in the word of righteousness. Alright, in fact, they do not even know. You know, they just came in. They do not understand what the word of righteousness is. They do not know the word of God. They have not given themselves to studying God's word. All right? They still have a lot of assumptions of what, who God is, what the church is designed to be, you know, based on where they were coming from, the experiences they had, you know, from where they were coming from. All right? They are not yet skillful. You know, but you see, when you see those people, do you know what you do? You draw them close. Because what? They are the babes. Right? They are the babes. And they need a lot of what? Guidance. A lot of what? Support. They are learning to walk. And you will see them fall. So when they do, what do you do? You encourage them to what? Stand up again. Praise the Lord. And <laughs> okay. Why are we teaching this? Well, I believe that um, there are seasons, right? And when... God is taking a church or a people to a state, right? You know, they are taught in alignment with what God is said to do. So I believe, you know, when we are talking about, look at all we have been teaching in the last few months. All we are teaching, even currently, we are teaching about, we talked about the ministry, we are teaching about the ministry gift, the local church, um, stand mind, I don't want to call the Greek names. <laughs> you know, and some other topics. I realize that they all are they all come to the point where we are being built up and being taught ministry. Alright? So don't be shocked if in the next few years you are doing ministry. You know? Praise the Lord. And when I, what I mean is because we are all called into ministry. We are, whatever you are doing in Discovery Center is part of ministry. Right? Maybe you are not pastoring a church. Maybe you are leading a movement. Uh, maybe you are pastoring a fellowship. You go into school and they make you a 
president of a fellowship, you see these things will help you, you know, to be effective. And you see, maybe you are a head of a department. You are, you have a specific role you are doing in church. Maybe you are leading a cell unit in church. You know, all this will help you to what? Become solid. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, secondly, there's the kind of Christian. There's the kind of Christian. Um, First Corinthians 3 verse 1. Proverb 27 verse um, 7. There's the weak in faith Christian. Yes. Romans 14 verse 1. The spiritual ones. Those who have grown. Those who have. If you. Second issue was 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1. In, in that particular scripture, they talked about the baby Christian, they talked about the carnal Christian, and talked about the spiritual Christians. And there's, there's the mature Christian. Alright, these are all these you can find in the scripture. Ephesians 4, verse 12, Hebrews 6, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, right? So they are the spirituals, those who are spiritually mature, you know, in the faith. But as unto carnal, you can come pick your pen. Even as unto babes in Christ. And you see, when this was being written, you know, Paul expected that they would have grown up. Paul expected that they would have become mature. You know, <laughs> you know, in that church at the time, they had the gift of the spirits manifest. They spoke in tongues. They prophesied. They did a lot of, you know, manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. But, you know, Paul referred to them as, Immature believers, as carnal believers, because of how they conducted themselves. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now let's quickly look at other basic elements of the local church in terms of activities. So when you come to church, right, I said this and I'm going to emphasize on this. What do you expect to see in church? Yeah. What's what is the criteria for you joining the church? Praise God. Yeah. I'm asking you, don't answer, but if you answer yourself, what is your criteria? If, if we ask you and say, what are the three um, top priorities for you when you want to choose a local church? Maybe you probably get a job in Abuja, for instance, and you have to go to Abuja, right? And you have to join a church. What will be the things you'll be searching for? What will be the things you'll be searching for? I want a church that have good music. I want a church that is that's easy, you know. A church where you have fine guys, fine girls, you know. Choose church. AC, yes. <laughs> Praise God. I want a church where they don't stress us. One hour. We sing for 30 minutes. We teach for 20 minutes. We share the grace for 10 minutes. And that's all. You know, going back to the early church. I think that's a good place to start, right? What was the element of the activities? What, what, what were they committing time to as a church? What, was, what 
activities did they commit time to? And I think if we can get that, you know, we can redefine how we think about church. Praise the Lord. Number one, teaching. Yes. <laughs> Acts 6. Now, we're going to read a lot of scripture. Let's just quickly go to the book of Acts. Um, let's read um, verse 2 first. Teaching of God's word. Every time the apostles met with believers, you know, every time they had believers gather, whether even non-believers, they tried and tried to what teach or to preach Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Acts 2. Oh yeah, let's go there. Acts 2 verse uh, 41. I want to quickly read from here. Then they that gladly received his words were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Look at what verse 42 says. And they continued steadfastly in the word, apostles' word, doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's read verse 45. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men and every man as Needed. You know, see, we'll keep going, referring back to the scripture throughout this particular um, session. But you see, they gave themselves continually to the apostles' word, doctrine. So the teachings, they gave themselves to what? Teachings. Praise the Lord. How many of us remember when we newly entered school? And you did your very first departmental course, maybe intro to psychology. How did you take it? You know, I took mine. I read the book we were supposed to read for four years. <laughs> I read it in one semester. <laughs> and I read it like three or four times. Because I wanted to know about this course, right? When I gained admission and I checked, I went to Cyber Cafe to go and check what geology did at that time. I didn't know. That was not what I applied for. I said, okay, okay. I check where they, where they, where they can walk. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, those first hope they give us. Praise God. Now, our choice is in the word of God. <laughs> no more Google said. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you see, <laughs> when they came to the church, they gave themselves to what? Studying of God's word. They gave to themselves to the teachings of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's look at Acts 20. You know, Pastor shared this story the last time, um, last Sunday, but let's just check it out again. Acts 27 and 11. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. That was where Eutychus fell and died. Yes. Yes, he taught them and they were dirty the next morning. Because that was, they knew it was valuable. You know, Peter set the standard, or the disciples set the standard in Acts chapter number 6, when they had a lot of issues. And they said, okay, see, select some men that will be taking care of this business. You know, what you eat, what you do, what you did, who fought who, and who did not fight who. You know, but we ourselves will give ourselves to what? To prayers and to what? 
to the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you see, and one thing that you realize is that when they were teaching, they, didn't, they weren't teaching business. They were teaching what? Christ. Praise the Lord. They taught what? They taught who? Who did they teach now? They are teaching, their teachings were centered around Christ. And you see, every person, you know, Christ taught the word of God. He taught him, he taught about himself, he taught about the kingdom of God. You know, when Peter came in, they were doing the same. When Paul came in, they were doing the same. You realize that if you notice in John chapter number six, when Jesus was talking about the fact that he was the um, you can read that in um, John 6, 60 to 69. He was talking about himself as the bread of life. And as, you know, that they must eat of him if they needed to have a, a, eternal life. And he was just saying a lot of things, you know, critical things. And there were a lot of disciples that were following him at the time. Some of them followed because he was feeding them. Right? Some of them followed because he was doing miracles. You know? And then the Bible says that they said this is too hard for us to what? To bear. And they abandoned him. And he looked at the table and said, what about you? Peter said, he said, you are the word of life. Where are we going to? You see, what was the difference? These guys have been taught by Christ. You know, aside of what Christ will teach everybody, you know, they will still come back and ask him. And he will give them private teachings. Praise the Lord. You see, the people who will stand firm... You know, in the long run, against persecution, are those who have been well taught God's word. The people who will, money will jam. Let me use that word. <laughs> the money will eat. Boom. And they will still stand firm. Are the people who have been well taught in God's word. The believers who will eat fame or fame will eat them. Any of the two. That happens. And they will still stand and not begin to allow fame or wealth or whatever it is, popularity to direct their lives at those who have been well taught God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, by God's word you get rooted. You get established. You get built up. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about the man who looks at uh, um, himself in the mirror and forgets uh, who, who looks at the word of God, you know, or who gives himself to the word of God. He said it's as one who builds his house on a what? On a rock. And that when the wind comes, because the wind will come, you know, he's not shaking. But the one who just, you know, doesn't give attention to God's word. When the wind comes, what happens? He begins to shake. Praise the Lord. So when you lose a job, you know, you think about, ah, life. And somebody saying, come and do this to get this. And you say, because you know who you now are. When you are established in the word of God, you see, those things don't move you. Praise the Lord. There's this song we sing, I'm not moved by what people say. Hallelujah. I'm only moved by the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You see, in the teaching of God's word, you are built up. You are able to stand firm. You become a firm believer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is in the knowledge of God's word that a man has in him the word that can keep him firm in the faith. It's almost the same thing, right? <laughs> you see, as you continue, as you continue 
to study God's word, you become firm. You become firm. You become firm. You become firm in your convictions. You know, because you get revelations from God's word. So you see, when you are taught God's word in the church and you feel sleepy, don't bother. You know, just slap yourself or stand up, go to the back, wake up, stick to the word of God because it's what building you up. You know, when you listen to music, it does not build you up. You are dancing, 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 dancing. You are energizing and you are exercising yourself. You know, the Bible says, physical exercise profited little. you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But now people just say, that physical exercise is very, very delete you. Let's get it. Of course, we are not saying that you should not do other things. You should not live your life. But you see, your emphasis should be in the things that pertains to God's word and in studying God's word. Praise the Lord. You see, when you're in school, year one, year two, year three, you know, they are teaching you. And sometimes you ask yourself, what's the importance of this thing? It doesn't make sense. They're just teaching you different things. But then when you get to the field, maybe you go for a field walk, and you begin to apply those things. You say, oh, yes. So when you come to the discovery center, guess what? You have been fed God's word. When you come to the church of God, you have been equipped. You know, when the time of shame forth will come, men will know that this one has been well taught. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You know, the church, and I'm going to say it again, the church started and the core of it was teachings and prayers. And we cannot change that. We cannot change that. It must be our focus so that we don't lose that which the Lord makes available for us. So that we don't fall into the pattern of the world. If you go to church and all you do is sing, all you do is talk about business, and you don't talk about Christ, ah, something is wrong. Praise the Lord. When people tell you story of their lives, and they never talk about Christ and who Christ is, and all that Christ expects of us, something is wrong. They are not growing. Your flesh will even be happy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Which is which is other? To dance, to pray, to listen to God's word. Eh? To dance, to pray, to sing. Let me make it for now. To th- listen to God's word. To sing is easy. To dance is easy, easy. But to pray. To listen to God's word. Yes. Yes. Because your body likes to dance. It, it was dancing before you came to Christ. You have been singing before you came to cry. He likes it. You know. <laughs> but to sit down and be taught God's word. Oh my God. That's when you want to sleep. Pray. That's when your legs will be heavy. But if it is, ah, let us groove. You can groove two hours. You can dance. If you go to a praise party, <laughs> six hours worship and praise. And they are praying. Praising rather, you know, dance, you dance, dance, dance. Big Balaji will come, go. Tosimbi will come, go. You know, you are still there. You will sweat. You sit on the ground. That be sitting on the ground, you are dancing. Oh my God! When it gets to God's word and to prayer, ah, oh boy. Amen. We must give ourselves to prayer. Number two, praise God. The church is designed to pray. Praise God. You know, as believers, we must give ourselves to prayer. Acts 13, 1 to 3. Let's read that scripture. Acts 13, 1 to 3. Oof, time is fast spent already. 
Acts 13, 1-3. It says, Now they were in the church that was as Antioch, city prophet and teachers. Called their name. Let's go to the chapter 2 quickly. And they ministered unto the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost, as they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work where unto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, praise the Lord, fasted and prayed. You know, Acts 13 still talks about the fact that Paul, Peter said, Oh God, see, choose men, you know, but we will give ourselves continually to what prayers. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Acts 2, where we read from initially, talks about that they give themselves to what? The doctrine and to prayers. Praise the Lord. They were going from house to house to go and what? Pray. Praise the Lord. They were men giving to prayer. When they have issues, what did they do? They don't start calling. Ha, which of my uncle like call now? They prayed. Praise the Lord. When things were going fine, they what? Prayed. When, when nothing was happening, they what? Prayed. They studied God's word and they prayed. See, prayer will do more good to you than not praying with you. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But that's the truth, right? Prayer will equip you. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're a man who prays in the Holy Ghost. It will equip you. You know, it will give you insights. It will give you direction. <laughs> you know, it will give you solutions. Praise the Lord. Yes, you can be in your office and they are thinking of an idea. It is you that is bringing the ideas. Because you pray in the Holy Ghost. Maybe I just pray, you are thinking about, oh, walk, 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 walk. I just have an insight. Sometimes the insight may already be there. You never know. And you go to the office one hour after and they are bringing a problem and you just bring an idea. So, on points, on points, on points. Remember one time a lecturer came to class. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I will have failed that course. He came and he said, Next week we are doing tests and starting mark. It's one question. Man has taught everything he can teach. He said, It's one question. One. And that one question is starting marks. I need two words. If those two words, one word, the two words, one is 15, one is 15. If you get only one of those two words, 15 marks. If you get, <laughs> yes. And when I went back to the book, count the number of words in the book, in the notes that we have already had. You know, I was just praying. I was just praying. And the Spirit of God, you know, God is good. I just, I, it wasn't as if it was when I prayed that I saw it. Right? But when I went back to study, I just had this impression in my heart that these are the two words that this man will be asking for. It's actually in a sentence. I just had that impression in my spirit. And I went to the examiner. The man just said, You know when you know when you are you two things happened, right? They were those, everybody was here now. I immediately some people just saw the question. Bam, flats. Bam. Gravity brought them down because they had no it's not and the man gave us, I think it was five minutes a day about, you know. And some of us would just, do the Spirit, hallelujah. So then it wasn't about who read the most, though. That one didn't count again, no. Because it was very, <laughs> praise the Lord. You see, pray. Say, pray that you fall not into temptation. Pray you'll be led by the Spirit of God. Pray that, you know, in praying, you will have insights. In praying, you will have direction. In praying, in praying, you know, 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Pray. We have seven hours prayers. I have never prayed seven hours before. Come and pray. It's on the 31st. In Kubito. The first time I prayed, three, is it three hours? I remember there were times when in church too. When they, when they start prayer, is that the normal 10 minutes prayer they do in fellowship? I have a special seat by the wall. <laughs> Maybe you just, that is why I would just. Checking time. Yes. Yes. So if you are there now, and you say, this guy is praying six hours, he's praying 12 hours. I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about people. <laughs> Praise God. I see somebody, yes. That person was there before. Yes. The guys you are looking at in TV that prays hours. Or the guy that, you know, when they are praying in church, ooh, he's praying. Yes. He was where you are before. You can grow out of that stage you are. And to come, push yourself. Seven hours, how are we going to do it? We'll die here. Yes, let's die. We'll not, you'll not die. We'll die here. Yes, we'll die to 15 minutes. We'll enter six, seven hours. You know, the first time you do it, ah, you ask yourself, have I made progress? Maybe try to go. Somebody will encourage you. Hold your hands. They did it to me too. So I'll do it to you. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, I will hold your hands, encourage you. We'll walk around. We'll pray. We'll pray. We'll pray. When you are tired, you know, somebody will encourage you. When you sit for like 30 minutes, we'll ask you to stand again. We stand one hour. You know, you go. We'll leave your hands. Yes. You see, you will grow in it. Praise the Lord. I become a solid believer. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So, now, all of this we're, we're taking from that particular scripture we read, Acts, Acts um, 2, verse 4 to 45. And it also talked about breaking of bread and fellowshipping. Yes. And this is very important. See? In the local church, learn to build relationships. Don't be the guy who comes to church and later after service you go home. Go home to what? Yes. Go home to what? You know, you can have colleagues in the office. A Muslim is your colleague. You can have classmates. But you see, the best you can do for yourself is to build relationships inside the church. Yes. 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 Where you can what? Sharpen yourselves. Where you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Where you are going the same direction. Imagine you are tied to a man who is going to the north and you are going to the south. What if you have somebody who is going south-south with you? Right? South-south. And you are tired. That person will what? Because he's also going. He what? Assist you to go forward. When he is tired, you encourage him. Build your relationship in the church. Make a friend here. Yes. Walk to somebody and say, I like the way you pray. Can I be your friend? Yes. I'm not talking about dating somebody now. I'm saying, <laughs> yes. You just feel like, ah, you know, you meet together. It's a worker. You go. You, ah, can we do this? Please, can you be reminding me to, to be checking up on me if I've read the two verses or three verses we are reading each day? Yes. Praise the Lord. If your friends, you know, recently I, I was, I was, I was, I was checking my status. <laughs> Praise God. You know, by status, you know who, are, who your friends are. Yes. 
You know, you can weigh yourself in terms of a relationship. Because when that is posting to the left, nothing is right about what is posts. And that person is very close to you. Ah. Ah. Praise the Lord. You see, in the church, they broke bread together. They went houses one, from one person's house to another. They went visiting. They built a relationship around there. You know, Paul was in Antioch. They brought Silas. When he was going out, after he had issues with Barnabas, he didn't say, oh, the church people, they don't used to, you know, have issues with church people. Let me go outside and look for somebody. Because inside the church, he picked Silas. And they did fantastically well. Praise the Lord. You know, when he goes to a city and he sees a believer, he stays in the house. Yes. They were accommodating. Praise the Lord. You see, you can be that in the church. You can be that in the church. Please let your association be in the church. Yes. You want to start a business. Think about somebody in the church. It's good to always think about it. Where you can actually get a Muslim that is very committed, dedicated. Yes, it's good. We get the point right. That's business thinking. What is God, God's thinking on that particular issue? You know, you read Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. You read 1 Corinthians 6, 14 and 16. Where, you know, it talks about how can you be, do not be unequally yoked with what? Unbelievers. So you have believers around you. You have Andrew. Yes. You have AY. Your names are now. <laughs> you have Dr. Shehu. Yes. It's a doctor too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord now. Amen. So you see, these things are very important. We, we give ourselves, you know. If you notice one thing in the church, in the early church, that they formed a close cycle. Yes. They had a close cycle. They were... They, they, they had their relationships. They did things together. The Bible talks about that. Some people did not dare to come close to them. Except we were being saved and added to the church. You know. I'm not saying that you are now hostile to people. But when it comes to the things that matters in your life, let it be found in the church. When you have a challenge, the first person you should call, if you need to call, is a believer. You may have friends who are believers who are outside. We get it. It's fine. But you see, if... You have to choose between your, 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 your co-worker and the church. Go for the church first. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You see, Christ thought. You know Christ thought? Matthew 5. He was teaching. I want to emphasize this teaching. Because we teach in Discovery Center. Praise the Lord. Peter thought. Paul thought. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's quickly go to this very last part before um, 10 more minutes. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So <laughs> I call this part the flock and the shepherd pattern for the church. You see, if there was something that was very unique, you know, or re- that repeated itself in the scripture was about the flock. And the shepherd. Let's turn our Bibles to John. I must come out to me. Are you? I'm looking for the particular. John 21, yes. 
John 21, 15 and 17. John 21, 15 to 17. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, love thou me more than this. And he said unto them, Ye Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, love thou me. And he said, Ye Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said, Feed my sheep. Verse 17. And he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, Loved, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my. No, Jesus said, Do you love me? Yes. You know, it meant that he loved him. He loved what he represented and what Christ, you know, he, he was eager to do what Christ wills because he loved him. Say, so this is what my expectation is for you because you love me. Feed my sheep. My sheep, rather. Feed the flock. Praise the Lord. So you see, a pastor who loves Christ will do what? <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> the pastor who loves Christ will do what? Yes. Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bibles again to to First uh, Peter five verse two, Rashi um, quoted the scripture earlier. Um, we we'll just read it again, five one and two. I think yeah. The elders which are among you are exalt, who am also an elder and the witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a particular of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Praise the Lord. So do you? Do you see that God was, okay, God was, um, or, or Jesus was concerned about the sheep, the, the church, right? And when he was instructing leaders to lead them, he told them precisely to do what? Feed them. Praise God. You know, Peter took that same thing that he was instructed to do and he was telling the leaders, feed the flock. So when you come to church, you are to be what? Failed. You are supposed to be what? Failed. So when you come, come like somebody who wants to what? Be fed. Somebody who wants to what? Eat. And how do you come? You come with your barrel. As newborn babes. Desire the sincere meek of God's word that you may what? Praise the Lord. Amen. Paul instructed Timothy. And he was saying he preached the word. Be instant in season. Out of what? Season. Preach the word. Your responsibility is to preach the word. Glory to God. So what does that mean for you? Who is, in quote, the sheep? You know, I, I had this funny experience in the past few weeks. A few days. Went to Lagos on Monday and I saw Kara and I saw sheep everywhere. You know, I was walking, taking a walk around my comp, uh, my area, and I saw some people, you know, sheep and rams. And then, if if you are going through this Mowi road now, as I yesterday or two days back, they had like sheep and rams everywhere because of Salah. But you know one thing about those sheep, the the sheep and the rams, so yeah, 
is that you see they're not like goats. You can tie one and the rest will stay with that one. But goats, if you tie ten and it's remaining one, that one will go. <laughs> you get. I know one you know what I also realize from the sheep is that they treat their courts. With, we are taught in agriculture, right? So they can feed in the morning and they keep chewing on what they fed in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the night. So when you are taught on Sunday, chew what you were taught on Sunday, chew it on what? On Monday, on Tuesday, like Sister Abigail was saying upstairs um, during the workers in training class. Say, so treat on Monday, treat on Tuesday, treat on Wednesday. When you come on Wednesday, the one they will give you, <laughs> go and chew, chew your cord. <laughs> chew it on Thursday, chew it on Friday, chew it on Saturday, on Sunday, come again. I would say you should not listen to messages, do. But you see, when, when God was writing letters to the seven churches, he did not write the same thing to them. Because they were different people in different places, experiencing different things, and at different stages of their lives. When Paul was writing letters, you know, the seven churches in Revelation, when Paul was writing his own epistles, they were not the same thing. They did not contain exactly the same thing. Of course, there were some things that were re, uh, repeated. But you see, the Corinthian church, the state they were, was different from what was happening in the Thessalonica church. It was different from what was happening in Ephesus. So you see, the word that is being taught you now is the word you need now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We have said this over and over again, and this is where I will close for today. Um, if you have been attending the workers, sorry, the midweek services on Wednesday, we are talking about the uh, ministry gifts. And we talked about that they were giving to the church. So they are opposed to the evangelists for the church, you know. And the end goal is that they may, the saints may become mature, right? That they may be equipped for the work of ministry. And they may be edified. The body of Christ may be what? Edified. So if you think you need to grow, why don't you stay in God's word? Why don't you come to church on Sundays, on Wednesdays? When we say six hour prayer, prayers, don't think about how long it is. Think about the fact that somebody else will be there. I'm not coming there to show off. Praise the Lord. I'm coming to what? Stay in fellowshipping with my brethren. Praise the Lord. Your father called a family meeting. Right? And he said, because uh, I'm the shortest in the house, I won't go. So that they don't say I'm the shortest in the house. You are, you are still 10 years old, though. The others are 30. They won't grow again. You that even have possibility to grow, you are saying you won't come and eat. Because with the others. No. You can't do this on your own. God did not design the believer to be in isolation. Praise God. We're supposed to what? Collaborate. We're supposed to be what? Help ourselves one another. Praise the Lord. It says as iron sharpened iron, so does the man what? The countenance of what? His friends. Yes. Praise the Lord. You are going through stuff. You want an accountability partner. Reach out to somebody in the church. Praise the Lord. I know how many accountability partners I've had through my life. Every phase that I know I have a challenge with, I have get someone and say, okay, see, this is it. This is where I'm struggling. And you know, funny enough, when I share that stuff, it almost becomes irrelevant. 
in terms of the person following me up, following me up, because I have opened myself and said, this is it. I just, I just realized I don't find myself doing it again. Praise God. Praise God. So please and please, you know, be committed to church. Be the man who will be in church on Wednesday. Choose to be in church. Choose to be in church. I'm not saying come to church when it's convenient. Choose to be in church. Decide it when you are going to pick a job. Ensure that it allows you to come to church on Wednesday. Imagine you say you will not take a job because you will not be available to come to church on Wednesday. I think God will leave it like that. You get a better job that will allow you to be available on Wednesday. Yes. God can do it. He has done it before. We have the testimonies in the coffee center. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Yes. Praise the Lord. Choose to be available. If on Saturday, come to church and pray. If you have to um, possibly go somewhere by 10, come to church. If you are going for a wedding, yes, 31st, dress. Come by 7.30, pray to 10, and then go for the wedding. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I will be blessed at all. Hallelujah. And I believe God has I've spoken to our hearts and I encourage that we give ourselves to these things that we have been taught. Praise the Lord. The local church is designed for you. Praise the Lord. God created a, the church for you, for your edification, for your growth, for your development, for accountability, for service, for equipping, for the work of ministry. You know, in the next few years, many of us will be doing great things for the kingdom. It starts here. Yes. Praise the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Can we just lift up our hands and just appreciate God and say, Father, thank you for your word, the word that I've heard. Thank you because I'm not just the reader of the word, but I'm also the doer of your word. Your word comes alive in my heart. Your word comes alive in my heart. I am one who is committed to the local church. I'm one who's committed to growth. I'm one who's, I want you to pray, be intentional about that prayer. You know, I'm one who's committed to the local church. I'm one who's committed to growth, to teachings, to prayers, to fellowshipping. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.